Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? A quick announcement before the episode starts. This is not part of the episode. This is that time thing. Um, we're just here. George is here to say hi, George. Hi. We're here to tell you. <laughs> say hi, George. Say hi, George. George. Say hi. Don't be shy. <laughs> um we have a we have a patreon now we officially have a patreon if you're hearing my words right now it is in theory up and running and we would appreciate if you subscribe we're going to do two bonus apps a month that's right two bonus apps a month there's also a tier where you can get a newsletter there's an even higher tier where you can be uh even more you can infiltrate our brain space even more and in fact choose one of our topics and then we'll also shout also shout you out is that what it is yeah, and it is overpriced, and that's on purpose because yeah, it's, it's like a joke. a joke. It's like a joke. <laughs> yeah, so don't so like don't so be don't mad. feel don't be mad. Don't think like oh, we think we deserve this. Like we don't. We think it's a joke. Like, yeah, it's like the first two tiers are serious, sincere. They are the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. The third one, <laughs> it's more of a Batman and Robin situation. It's camp. Yeah, it's camp. It's a bit. Um, but it is up, and uh, if you like the pod, we'd really appreciate if you subscribed. But um, no pressure. Also, yeah, no pressure. you know, do whatever stuff, makes you happy. Uh, I think I think we're, we'll start for real probably in the coming weeks. But there is a kind of a welcome to Patreon episode that we just recorded that's already there. So if you sign up today, you can already listen to an extra app. Perfect. Um, okay, I guess that's everything. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy this, the app. Enjoy this app. Bye. Bye. Um, podcast starts now. Oh, 
What's up, everybody out there? You are listening to Stradio Lab, the only podcast hosted by me and my co-host, George. I'm Sam, by the way. Um, George, how's it going or whatever? <laughs> Did you expect me to interrupt you earlier? Um, no, I expected you to. I, I could feel I could feel you looking at me with um slight disdain yeah so the disdain was because in fact your face on my screen is right next to um my audio recording which had an issue that i was fixing as you were speaking so i was panicked in fact looking not at you but right past you um that just goes to show you you never know what someone is going through exactly i always say you never know is it i not to be uh you know um what's the word cliche or saccharine but it is true that you go around the streets you really do never know what people are going through i mean butterfly effect like if i if we hadn't discussed that and i had just seen you look at me with slight disdain like i would have left this recording being like well george sort of hates me and that would have grown over time and eventually like a pothole does i would have been a broken road that's right and it's important not to be a pothole girl (laughs) And a pothole girl is a girl who does not ask specifically what's going on, so she lets things fester, and then she herself becomes pothole. But Well, because when the winter comes, the festering freezes and actually expands, and that's what causes yeah. the pothole inside of that girl. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes <laughs> if you have a pothole inside you that festers during the winter, that uh, will not be a good experience for anyone involved. Oh, God, no. Especially not your friends and family and community. Yeah, and let me tell you something, or your loved one. <laughs> Or your, yeah. or your lover, your loved one. if you have a festering pothole. Yeah, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, we, we fixed it. I'm. How, how's it going? We're, we're back now. We've been back for a few episodes. I want to know how you're feeling about sort of that process. Well, I mean, as a behind-the-scenes peek, today for us is the day the first episode, the one you may have already listened to with Macy Rodman, came out. And, in fact, our, I'll say it, right up in Vulture.com, New York Magazine's very own Vulture.com also came out today. Um, meanwhile, I think you're starting a new job today. It's and, true. Or not today, yesterday you started a new job. And I didn't start a new job, but definitely had a full day of work at my current job, which is actually just as exciting as you starting a new job. So don't even come for me. Okay, you are sounding like a girl that is chock full of potholes. My point is... I do. Well, yeah, I guess I am. Do you feel which one of us is more a pothole girl than the other? Hmm. I I think we both have healthy roads. I think like, I mean, well, I think with each other, we have healthy roads. (laughs) Yeah, with with each other, we with, with each other, we don't have potholes because we learned early on to always fix pothole, like to preemptively do the necessary road work so that the potholes don't fester. I do think otherwise we each go through our pothole eras. Uh huh. Sometimes if you, you don't a... tend to your pothole, it can fester. Mm-hmm. I think you have a healthier road in many respects to our... I think, yeah, sometimes I feel like, oh, we're doing earnestness bonanza, which I don't really want to do. Sometimes I feel like when we're hanging out, I'm the really negative one. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Whereas you're like overlooking people's like deals and i'm sort of like yeah "Yeah, but their deals like annoying (laughs) (laughs) oh my god 
This is Wait, I'm sorry. I'm not. We're gonna cut this. We can't do. Okay, I'm gonna cut. I'm going to cut the pothole segment so that it's literally the funniest thing anyone has ever heard. And it is simultaneously like really, really incredible cultural commentary while also being a kind of dirty joke about the fact that potholes are holes, which was my <laughs> yeah. goal all along. I didn't mean to be. We were just trying to talk. You know, it's hard. You never know where things are going to lead. And... I know. I know. And you were I, you. I felt like the pothole metaphor was so strong that I wanted to run with it. But then, of course, I ran right into my own pothole. <laughs> And that just goes to show. Um, but what I was saying before, and sorry I keep interrupting, is please. that to to answer your question of how I think it's going and how I feel about everything, today is a crazy day because it really is like a lot of um, serotonin mm-hmm. uh, it is flowing through me chemically because chemically. our first episode and our, and our write-up are out and because we are now recording right after I got done with my work day. Wow. So you're on one. You're I'm thrilled. on one. Yes, I'm thrilled, but also I would say severely dehydrated and tired to the extent that if I stop talking, I might pass out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I had the serotonin boost today, um, but you're right. I'm starting a new job this week, and so I have this sort of um, stress. I have fear. I have. Um, I'm sort of like desperate for some time to crawl into a little hole and be like, "Am I okay?" And, you know, I haven't had that quite yet. You know, I, I barely even got to go to the gym today. Am I right? So oh it's God. just, <laughs> so my serotonin, I mean, it's lacking, but it's right. not gone. It's just lacking. I'm hoping this is the fun part. I'm hoping this is what lifts me up. Wow, a you lot of I mean? pressure. Yeah. So you better perform, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you better get my serotonin rock hard all the way up. I wish we had serotonin. I wish we were camels of serotonin. Like we could store the serotonin in our camel backs and kind of walk around like hunchbacks of Notre Dame, but with serotonin filled backs. So that let's say I'm having a bad day. I could just give my back a little squeeze. The serotonin goes right into my veins. Is that how camels work? Yeah. (laughs) They store water in their backs. That's why they have those backs. But I wouldn't be able to drink your water. No, no, no. I... Sorry if this was unclear. I'm not. I just want serotonin for myself. I'm not going to give you mine. Oh, okay. So you were saying like, like I reminded you of the fact that you wanted some serotonin. So if you had a, a hump of serotonin on your back, me saying I needed some, you could be like, well, actually, that's great. That's a good reminder that I actually have a hump full of <laughs> that's it. That's right. That's right. You made the grave mistake of thinking I was relating to you in some way rather than taking your experience as a jumping off point to think more about myself and the various body modifications I could make surgically in order to increase my serotonin levels as easily as possible. Yeah, that makes sense. I, um, serotonin wise, I think it's kind of comedic how like quickly one can go from like good mood to bad mood, like, and vice versa. I kind of like, obviously the worst one is to like, like when you have good news and then you have like, like even and you crash and then you just get like mildly jealous of something and you're just like, well, of course I fucking suck. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, be happy for yourself for half a second. But then the other way around is also funny where you're like just like doing nothing and in a really bad mood but then the sun comes out and you're like well actually i feel fine like (laughs) i'm such a stupid (laughs) bitch (laughs) yeah i feel like um i was thinking about this the other day do you feel like you have more or less intense mood swings as you get older Mm, that's a great question i know i (laughs) i think i have maybe more 
it's a different kind of intensity. It's more like everything feels a little more permanent or something. Yeah. Whereas like when I was 25, it was sort of like, well, yeah, but things literally could be different in two weeks. Whereas now I see it's what like, you're saying. Yeah. This will take like a year or two to sort of switch up. If, oh, if. interesting. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I guess there's two sides of the coin. I would say, I was going to say I have less. Like, I feel like the amount of either ecstasy or despair I used to feel when I was 22, I can't access anymore. And I feel like I almost miss having those kinds of strong feelings rather than having a more muted emotional palate. <laughs> I but I guess it works both ways because when you're yeah. younger, everything seems more intense. But at the same time, when you're younger, nothing matters. So you can kind of like ignore the strong feelings. <laughs> Whereas when you're older, you feel like things matter more, but you also have a more um, uh, concrete sense of self. So small changes like matter uh, less. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was an ignoring queen. I could ignore anything. Sleep, hunger, thirst, mm. you name it, I'm ignoring it. But now it's there's too much physical response for me to ignore right. stuff. Well, your 20s are all about ignoring and then your 30s are all, 30s are all about paying attention. <laughs> yeah, looking inward, listening. It's... And then your 40s are about... Um, the stock market. And going on vacations. <laughs> <laughs> your 40s are about the stock market and going on vacations yes which will be huge it's because you take what you learn by looking inward and you take mm -hmm. and you take that to the stock market and you say this is my inner life now sort of it's what's so going on with the nasdaq that's right it's important <laughs> to approach the stock market with um almost like therapeutic aims like it, mm. it's important to approach the stock market from a self-care perspective this is so beautiful you have to approach the stock market with love love for yourself and love for the market you have to exactly like, you lead with love <laughs> if you don't love the market the market will not love you back it's really quite simple but that is actually true and i'm actually no longer joking <laughs> No, it's absolutely true. If you greet, if you wake up every morning and you hit the floor of the stock market and That's you say, right. stock market, I love you and I respect you and I worship you, then the stock market will do the same to you. If you walk into that stock market and you say, oh, I don't care much about the stock. I just do this because I'm supposed to. Oh, you know, I, I could rather, I'd rather be at the beach right now. Right. Not, you're not going to get any money. You're not going to. Okay, but here's, not to play devil's advocate, but I'm like. Oh, please. Okay, so obviously our lives revolve around the stock market, especially now that we're in our 40s. And Happy birthday, I guess my by question, the way. You enter, we wake up every day, we enter the market. Uh-huh. Is it better to approach it with love or is it better to, to approach it with resentment because then it's like you're fighting a beast and then you maybe will have like even better results because you're, um, you're putting your, really putting your weight into it, kind of thrusting hips first. Sure. Well, that's a very masculine approach. I, you know, you know, I've, I'm, I'm of a different school of thought. I, you know, right. I think I, I take a motherly approach to the stock market. I, I see it as sort of, um, because I don't have a child, it is my child. That's is, right. And you know, what you're saying is so important because that's why we need to have more women in boardrooms <laughs> so that we can have the men approach the market in a fatherly way and the women approach the market in a motherly way. And so that, it, I mean, as Hillary Clinton said, it takes a village. That was about her approach to the market. It takes a village. If there aren't fa enough father figures and 
mother figures in the stock market, it's going to crash. Quite frankly, it, it can't grow up to be the flourishing you know, market it needs to be if there aren't both a mother and a father figure in equal numbers. And this is actually one of the main mistakes people make is they think we are all... Um, I don't want to use the word slave, but they think we are all beholden to the market as though we're the children, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. you've heard like a slave to the market, whatever. But in fact, it's the opposite. We are the authority figures. We are the parents to the market and we are raising our little, you know, uh, struggling little baby market. Mm -hmm. And we all have to collaboratively raise it how we want it. And that's why I always say companies are the same as families <laughs> and not just any families, ethically polyamorous families where everyone in the boardroom is a parent with equal rights. Half of them are women and half of them are men. And guess what? No one gets paid maternity leave. <laughs> and that's a beautiful, loving society. Also, I mean, come on, NASDAQ. Dow Jones, these are the names of the children of polyamorous uh, families. Exactly, <laughs> Sam. Literally, NASDAQ, Dow Jones, are that's like Brooklyn names. It's like naming your daughter Harper. These are my kids, NASDAQ, with a Q? Insane. That's nuts. It's like, it, it's very like, you know, the, one, the dad's a gamer and the mom um, sells bibs on Etsy. And yeah, they're bibs for adults. <laughs> And she makes a shit ton of money. So don't and she makes it. a shit ton of money because guess what? She's mothering the market in a way you would never be able to. You would never understand because you lead with hate. No hate. No hate. I think this is a great segue into our guest. I have never been a part of such an intellectual discussion in my entire life. Here's what I'm... If I can be honest and talk about the podcast while we make the podcast. Please. This is like... I'm almost starting to be like, was that a beautiful segment or was that a parody of a segment we would do? Well, it's impossible to answer that question. <laughs> what I can tell you is I feel like I'm proud of us because, okay, here's the, and again, this is really going meta. Okay. Are you yeah. ready? Mm -hmm. To ready. me, when, when we came up with Pothole Girl, I was like, this is it. This is the best. This is like the quintessential Stradiolab premise. Like we're going to knock this out of the park. And lo and behold, we kind of struggled. I, it was we didn't really stick the landing with Pothole Girl, like one no. of the most simple and brilliant ideas we've ever come up with separately <laughs> or together. And who would have thought that where we would actually excel is talking about mothering and fathering the market? <laughs> it goes to show you sometimes you can't go for the easy thing. You mm -hmm. have to like aim higher and then you will excel more than you would if you were to like do the manageable task. And if I can be completely honest, Pothole Girl was sort of like, you know how when you're in a relationship and you like recount an old fight in sort of like a funny way that's yes. what pothole and you it just leads you to getting in that fight again in a real way that's what pothole oh. girl was where it was like we were sort of making fun <laughs> of the concept of having like these these <laughs> traumas the within ourselves thing you've ever said <laughs> i cannot believe how smart you're being this is like you've literally gone to couples therapy graduated and now you don't need it anymore so much so that you are trying to go to couples therapy but they keep being like no, you're smarter than the couple therapists. Like, you are not allowed in here because they will feel insecure. Oh, well, it's true. Oh, God. I'm like truly, I, I, my serotonin, um, my serotonin hump is rock hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, my serotonin hump is filling up and I'm ready to juice her all over me. Let's juice. Let's and juice. And you know who, you know, let's juice right on our guest. Oh, that's a beautiful idea. Um, our guest 
I'm like, wait, I feel like I've never introed a person in my life before. Well, what can we even say about him, really? Well, what can we say about him? Um, you know, this guest. Yeah, this guest. This guest, is, I knew from the moment I laid eyes on him. Hmm. I said, this is like... And I don't want to, again, I'm like, my, my mind is immediately going to cliches because, of course, I want to take shortcuts. I want to be like, oh, kind eyes, like nice, like a, a great laugh, like mm-hmm. just the, kind of all the hallmarks of someone you would be, you would, you are like happy to see, wouldn't you say? I would say that. It's like you're in a room, you don't recognize anyone, and you see our guest. Finally, you know, you let go of your serotonin hump. You say, I don't need this anymore. I can <laughs> go the natural route. Yeah. And you say, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm exactly. safe here. Yes. It is, it is I guess, a, a, an overarching feeling of safety. Yeah. So much so, I would say, it, it's even like that then I, then I it, because I don't have to make an effort, I'm like, what if I'm not funny in this episode because I can finally unclench for the first time? Mm, there's no fear. There's no fear. I do think I would encourage our guests to like be a little bitchy. <laughs> yeah. I would say, if I had to give a tip to our guest, I would say... <laughs> Feel free to be cruel. Feel free to sort of surprise us with, you know, some teeth. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I I really hope he listens. <laughs> I think he will. He's always a great listener. But I think he... so, too. Another way in which he makes me feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring him in and let let's him speak. Let's bring him in. Um, please welcome to the stage, Brian Bahi. Hi. <laughs> oh, thank God. You sound Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Hi, listeners. You might recognize me from being the merch girl at <laughs> the live podcast. Oh, that's oh, right. Wow. Well, that's where you were discovered. That's where I, I was discovered by Sam and George. Brian, yeah. um, you know, yes, like technically had done stand up before he helped us <laughs> sell the merch at our live show. But where audiences really fell in love with him was when he sold the merch at our famous June live show, which happened, as we've discussed, during the two weeks that people were allowed to have fun in New York. Mm-hmm. The, the Monday after Pride weekend. That's oh, right. Classic. classic. Brian, how did that feel being our merch girl? This actually came up in conversation last night. I did not uh, like tell anybody I was doing this podcast, but that... Um, your guys' live podcast came up naturally in conversation. And Whoa. I was like, I was just like, wow, there were so many like gay people there. It was crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> interesting that that's your biggest takeaway from the live podcast. I mean, like, I couldn't watch the show. Brian, oh, you didn't watch? Oh, oh my God. Did you not? I mean, like, go- I did. Okay. <laughs> but then Brian, it was like too crowded. Right, right, right. I have to be honest about something. Please. You, I asked you how you felt like being the merch girl was and you said you know it's funny we actually were talking about this show last night and and now you're saying there were a lot of gay people there you know not to be a detective but i'm sort of feeling like you're leaving out some information you know potentially what was talked about you know like it's a gay show in theory right. it's not surprising that there's a lot of gay people there. <laughs> I, I struggle you didn't talk I about struggle, how you felt that's right i struggle to imagine a conversation in which you talked about the show and the main takeaway was that there were a lot of gay people there that was my main takeaway, though. I was like, "Wow, there were like there were a lot of gay people <laughs> at the Bell House. Who would have, who would have guessed that? You know, for some reason, I would have thought it would be like NPR audience almost. You know? Oh, interesting. Because they thought it would yeah. be Radio Lab. 
Yeah, because they would be dumb and they would have misread it and thought. Well, that's right. You thought you thought the people there would be people thinking they were going to a Radio Lab live show. (laughs) Something, you know. I didn't expect every person there to be like, you know, in like a sleeveless T-shirt. Sure, sure. Sure. (laughs) Huh. Huh. But that's cool. I'm into that. Did they? (laughs) Did you not like the people in the crowd? Or no, I was just shocked. (laughs) Listeners, I love you. Um, shout out to everyone. Yeah, shout out listening. to everyone. That's our yeah. classic catchphrase. <laughs> Brian, when you're not... <laughs> I want to know like what it felt like to have... Because on... I, I want to be very clear. You volunteered for that role. We would never right. reach out to you. Um, and, 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 and literally before even asking you to do the podcast, ask you to sell our merch. That would be... Truly insane. That would be... Here's the thing. is like, that would be funny, though. That would, would be it? funny in a mean way. Yeah. In a cruel way. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved, I loved to support my comedy, you know, community sure, any sure, way sure. possible. So... <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it, felt, it felt right. You okay. posted... Well, George, you posted on Insta stories mm-hmm. that, like, you're looking for somebody. And I recently... I think, like... Four days earlier, I was, like, let go from my job that I had been working at for exactly one month. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Well, thankfully, you lasted during the entire night for this gig. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, you guys did not fire me. (laughs) Brian, what's your job now? Whoa, that's a very personal question. (laughs) I know, but I feel like I've been seeing him tweet a lot about job stuff, and I was... I'm sorry. I thought there would be maybe a funny anecdote. I wasn't trying to like expose you. Well, Brian wow. did recently go viral for a job-related tweet. Also for like losing a job. For losing uh, another job. <laughs> yeah, this has been the summer of me not being able to hold on to anything. So I recently, yeah. Do you guys want to? <laughs> yeah, tell the story. Tell, tell the story. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, this is actually what my podcast is about, though. So I don't know. I, I kind of don't want to like. Oh, it is. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought about it though, but okay. Anyways, I was working at a cafe at the <laughs> at the Brooklyn College Law School, and uh, second day I, you know, did it. I like woke up late, and like um, I'm supposed to be there at like seven o'clock, and then I texted my boss and was like, "Hey, I can't make it in," and then they're like, "You're fired." But then, oh yeah, the joke. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then let's, let's look alive here. <laughs> So then I was like, you know what? I get it. <laughs> no worries. And then my boss was like, best wishes. And then the iPhone confetti happened. <laughs> Confe- okay, that's the thing that I don't get. He said he or she or they said best wishes. Yes, best that wishes. That to me seems like a design thought to have the confetti go off for best wishes. So that it happened just naturally? They didn't like assign the confetti to happen? They I don't know if you can do that. I don't either. Because then somebody else, like, texted me, and they're like, let me see if this works. And they texted Best Wishes, and it also does confetti. (laughs) That's crazy, because Best Wishes is not confetti-worthy. It's not that happy. Best Wishes is, like, so, like, vague. It's, like, almost more often used to be cold and rude than it is to be, like, actually happy. Right. I mean, I would never say, like, regards, and then, you know, (laughs) a a, a mariachi band would come I, I think that would be inappropriate. (laughs) <laughs> what how do you okay here's an insane question how do you sign emails 
This is so sad. Is it best? No, I would never do that. Cheers? That really, is it Cheers? Best really annoys me. Really? I... Even more than Cheers. <gasps> and Cheers really upsets me, too. I do think we are moving from a best culture to a Cheers culture. I think you're 100% right, because I think we have, like, hated on Cheers for so long, and now we're starting to be like, actually, this whole, like, we're... It's the slide towards socialism. We're like, let's 100%. stop. Let's drop this like facade of work. Like, let's yeah. just say cheers and be like, we're all one. There's nothing more neoliberal than best. I fully agree. It's like pretending to be polite. Ugh. It, ugh. It, exactly. It's pretending to be polite. It's also. It's like there's this air of like efficiency to it. Like, what, but what does it's it not mean? A complete, like, what does it mean exactly? Best yeah, what? It, but it's also. It's like not committing to either being kind of fully professional or like fully official or fully friendly it's like this weird in between it's very like the office is a family yeah but don't i get feel like crazy. cheers is like cheers is like normalized the older we get because like when you're young you're not really like saying cheers a lot but like mm-hmm. as you get older you come into like more and more like environments and circumstances where you are actually sincerely saying cheers that's so true <laughs> that is i am so constantly true. cheersing <laughs> and i'm literally saying cheers yeah it's like I said cheers a lot this weekend, and I meant it. Wow. Right. So to sign off an email with cheers, yeah, to like, bring that don't even think to about an it. email. But if I'm, like, 17, I'm like, cheers? Like, what yeah. is that? Because cheers used to be very, like, a college professor is emailing me and, like, 100%. trying to, like, pretend he's not a college professor. He's like, so hot. Yeah, and he's hot, for sure. <laughs> he's definitely hot. And, Bad professor, though. Oh, horrible, mean, but hot. Has never graded a paper correctly. Like, it, it actually did, doesn't even have a PhD. He has yeah. a rolly backpack. He has a rolly backpack, yeah. So if he says cheers to me, and then if I were to say cheers back, that would be like when like the college kid wears like a tweed blazer to try to be like college. Yeah, it's very, I studied yeah. abroad at Oxford, but it wasn't yeah. even one of the better colleges. Like I so Brian, you didn't answer. So what do you sign off your emails with? Thanks. Whoa. <laughs> okay, here's and the I question. And I hate myself for doing are you There's one of those no good way. That does, are you one of those people that does thanks even when there's nothing to thank the person for? Yes. I will say my email will be like, thank you for XXX, and then it will be like, thanks. <laughs> then my name. Wow. I, I'm, a, I'm a thanks girl as well right are now. Are you? Yeah. I think it, like, it clears the slate in a proper way for me. Like... Because, like, best feels loaded, cheers is too familial, like, thanks is just, like, I'm sure it's annoying to be reading an email right now, thanks. Well, like, you know what, though? I think you both need a little dose of Sheryl Sandberg lean in, because <laughs> it sounds to me like you're being, un- like, apologetic in business environments, which, as you know, is how you don't get paid as much as men. <laughs> you know, Brian... Ow. You wouldn't believe this, but George is incredible in a business environment. I believe it. I consider this a business environment, by the way. <laughs> Honestly, Brian, I can feel that. I can feel Brian, some fear. How am I, can I, doing? Feel that, I can feel that monetary transactions are happening beneath the We've surface. been exchanging money on Venmo this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever one of us is doing better at the conversation, we Venmo that person. <laughs> um, Wait, George, what is your sign-off, though? Um... Okay, here's mine now. I used to be a best girl. Here's mine now. Nothing. <gasps> Just George. <sighs> I don't sign off. Just that a capital G. So no, powerful. not a capital G. <gasps> I want to start doing that. You don't I write anything? the email. 
I press period in my last sentence, and then I hit send. Okay, that is billionaire mindset. That is literally. A... Since I've started <laughs> doing so that, cool. I have made. But what if they forget who's it? Who's it's from? Since I've started doing that, I have made uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. I want to start doing that. I've been. <laughs> Wait, can we? While we're on the topic of email, is this this is boring to bring up? People who've listened to the pod may know that in the past we received an email from. A mold remediation experts PR person <laughs> wanting to get on the show. And we've been actively rude to them and been like, this is not a show for real scientists. This is a comedy podcast that is gay. And they Just, keep emailing. Can I add one more thing? An important yeah. part. You know what I'm going to say is that it's also a Scientologist PR executive that represents this mold remediation expert. <laughs> that is very important. And honestly, so... We told him explicitly stop emailing us, and then yesterday he emailed us again and was like, "Hey, I have my mold remediation expert. I'd love if you got back to me." And I was like, <laughs> "So then I was the one that was like, stop emailing us, period." And <laughs> but it was felt so um, empowering to just say yeah. like a strong sentence, period. Well, yeah, and I also I was like, because the first time it happened, I was the one who did strong sentence, period, and then this mm -hmm. time you were like, "I'm going to do it." And I thought, you know what? You deserve to, to feel what this feels like, too. Like, I'm actually glad the Scientologist PR representative for a mold remediation expert emailed us again, because now we're equal because we've both told this person to fuck off. <laughs> it really was helpful. Brian, next time that he emails us, you can sort of... You can do it. We'll forward it. it to you, and then you can craft the email. <laughs> I actually do have a question for this Please. person. Um... I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but like, you know, on like Nalgene bottles, like the lids, mm -hmm. there's always like mold in the lid and there's like what? no way to like get it out. Cause it's like so narrow. It's like, I've tried like sticking a knife up there and like scraping it. Wait, I like, mold don't know what you mean. I've never seen there's, like, that. There's like mold. I mean like you have to use your Nalgene bottle a lot like me. Oh, how often do you wash it? Once a day. Why, oh. how does, why doesn't it come out when you wash it? I don't know, Sam. <laughs> this is but I'm hoping that maybe this Scientologist could like help. Well, you know what we out. could do is just forward him to you, and then you can start your own podcast. Have him on. We'll kill. He's two probably just going to tell stone. me to soak it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, would that be so bad, Brian? Would that? Be can so I recommend bad? something crazy? I think maybe it's like you need a new water bottle. <sighs> See, these are. This is what I can't deal with right now. Like, oh, I'm I sorry. can't. I'm sorry. I'm being. I can't deal with like going to the Nalgene website again. Yeah. I'm also too many a billionaire mindset to be like, just throw it out and buy a new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then what do I do with my old one? Well, that's in, it's in the garbage. You never see it again. You don't think about it. Yeah, you just put it in the ocean. It's plastic, <laughs> it right? Plastic stuff can go so. in the ocean. It's literally meant to hold water. Like, it's, it's at home when it's in the ocean. Yeah, you're helping <laughs> the sea creatures so they can drink a little water out of their Nalgene. Because <laughs> they don't care about mold. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they we like saw that. I'm glad okay. we saw that. Should we Should do it for a segment? Yes, we absolutely should. That was crazy. Okay. okay, I think you should start. Okay, I'll explain it. Yeah. So, Brian, uh, this segment is called Straight Shooters, and in it we ask you a series of rapid-fire questions to gauge your familiarity and complicity in straight culture. Um, basically just this thing or this thing, and you've got to pick one, and you can't ask any follow-up questions, or we'll get PO'd at your dumbass. So, um, <laughs> I'll start now. Okay. Um, okay, Brian... 
Breakfast burrito or dessert pizza? Breakfast burrito. That was a really good one. Okay, Brian. Dog earing a book or cat sitting for your bitch friend Trevor? <laughs> cat sitting for Trevor. <laughs> okay, Brian. Grinder screenshots in which you look smart or spam bot screenshots in which you look smart? Grinder screenshots. Okay, Brian. The fact that Shonda Rhimes wrote Crossroads or the fact that Ryan Murphy directed Eat, Pray, Love? <laughs> um, Shonda Rhimes. I did not know either of those things. Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa, those are both <laughs> huge factoids. I'm very much a Hollywood outsider. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Brian, um, getting a breakthrough case or booking a breakthrough role? <laughs> Getting a breakthrough... Wait, what's the first one? Case of Case. COVID. Yeah. Okay. That's like, that's like huge. Especially um, right now. Yeah, that would... Yeah. Do you think it's more likely to get a breakthrough case or to book a breakthrough role in this climate? Definitely I breakthrough feel like case. for me. Breakthrough case for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you, you you really are so into the idea of getting a breakthrough case. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you publicize it right, that can be your ticket. That's true. You can get a breakthrough role via getting a breakthrough case. I want to be the Tom Hanks of like the last case, you know? <gasps> that's oh, so genius. That is genius. Wait, that's so like to be to have as your goal <laughs> that you're gonna wait until you're gonna be like really careful, triple mask until the very last minute. And until then, 2052 when there's like 2052. zero cases. And then there hasn't like, been a case for 12 years. And then you can, God, you're thinking with a billionaire mindset now because you're like, <laughs> normally someone would think of getting a breakthrough case is a bad thing, but you're like, how can I monetize that? Literally yeah. wait until 2052, <laughs> then get a breakthrough case. Then suddenly you got a book deal. Well, because yeah. I can see like the like newspaper spread, like it'll be like last covid case like cured and it'll be you being like thumbs up and that's going to be <laughs> it's going to be like a symbol of hope you're going to be america's sweetheart that's right uh, it's going to be so powerful and then the headline you know it'll give a little queer comedian brian bahi so then people will know to look you up or it can you know they have to do a little historical um you know biographical fact so they'll be like brian cut his teeth in the open mic scene <laughs> next thing he knew he got covid so then people are people are looking you up on youtube people are looking you up on instagram i get to ring the bell at the new york you, <laughs> you, get to ring the bell. you get to ring the bell um and and so that sam and i can mother and father the stock market <laughs> okay brian attending a film festival attending a music festival or attending your nephew's baptism music festival hmm. <laughs> okay brian ceo cfo or c-o-o-l cool guy <laughs> c-o-o-l cool guy <laughs> okay brian being married being divorced or being fundamentally unlovable being divorced <laughs> being, that's like my dream i want to get married just so i can get divorced okay talk more about that i love the idea of having been married that's like fun and then you're kind of like divorced you're kind of like out on the town again wearing like boots totally. that are red okay, okay what is your classic divorce what is guy? the ideal divorced age Agreed. like with this question <laughs> 
49. Yes. 49. So you have 100%. a full, lovely little marriage. Ooh. Yeah. And 49, and then when you're divorced, that's when you settle down and have kids. Uh, okay. Single dad. Oh, I see. I see. Uh-huh. So, but do you then have... <laughs> You, you lost me with the fantasy. So you want to get divorced <laughs> and then have kids Sam, as a... Sam, you were so on board, and then immediately your face just, like, dropped. <laughs> I said, bring in the kids. Look, I was, I, was, I was feeling it. I could see it. It was all very clear to me. And then as soon as the kids were involved, I thought, well, now I actually don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, Sam was in, like, porn mode. He was like, and then what happens after he gets divorced? And then you were like, he has a kid. And, and then I'm like, beep, beep, I pull up in, like, a mini. Man. Well, it's just also it's it is hard for me to understand the character of like divorced Brian because like Brian, I know you like mm. you know I know where you're gonna be hitting up after you uh, <laughs> get your divorce. You know we ran into each other at the cock one time. Whoa! And <laughs> you won't you won't let me forget that, Sam. <laughs> it was a funny story. It was a bonding little moment. Um, Why? What was Brian doing? Well, it was the cock. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't know I how was... to say it. Or, <laughs> Family I was getting podcast. railed, and but also <laughs> simultaneously having a conversation with Sam about, uh, about comedy. Is that true? No, he wasn't getting railed, but maybe he did later. But we were like, <laughs> we we were just like ran into each other there, and we were like, wow, this is weird. This is like the last place I would want to run into someone. And then it was like, well, I promise not to look at you if you don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> the talk is so crazy. I went there a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I forgot this place exists. Yeah, I haven't been since pandemic. Um, was it fun? Was it back to its old glory? Uh, no, it was only top level. Oh, what's huh. the point? That's just the worst bar in New York. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because we went on a Thursday. Uh, should we do a live show there? Yes, 100%. I really think you guys should. They have a built-in stage. Brian, you can sell merch again if you want. <laughs> Yeah, you guys have to like repurpose um, your merch. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll cut out little holes for the penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we get we into our topic? topic? Yeah, yeah. Like, so Brian, you did actually tell us what the topic was, but I'm gonna pretend that I don't know and have you introduce okay. it. Can I ask something, Sam? Oh, sure. Would it be beneficial to do a little break and ask Brian how he thinks the pot is going? <laughs> Whoa, we haven't done one of these in a while. I know. Sure. Um, okay, break starts now. Brian, how do you think the pot is going? I feel like I was having a hard time keeping up with um, serotonin. So oh, I did okay. have to Google it, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's like dopamine, but, if, but like a little bit different. It is true that, like... No one knows what the difference between dopamine and serotonin is. Yeah, I Thank gotta you. agree with you there. I, have, <laughs> I, you know, I use them interchangeably. Um, That's like a good point. Is that I, in my, I do just use them interchangeably, and I'm sure. You know, no, I think you guys were right, and here's what's crazy: is you guys were actually right. Well, here's the thing: dopamine is it's giving, and uh, serotonin is it's carrying. Wait, is that true? Here's what's also... You guys are like... um, Sometimes I forget that you guys like went to like... You guys are like smart. No, (laughs) no, no. I would not say that. No, 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 Brian Fahey. No, I'm not saying I'm not smart. 
Okay, we're not saying that either, Brian. <laughs> like, we're literally not trying to be like. No smart one right said now. that. <laughs> like, we're Brian. Like, you know us. Like, don't pretend like you don't know us. All of a sudden. Okay. Wait, I feel like I do know. I know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, dopamine is. Play, okay, <laughs> neurons in the brain release dopamine, which carries signals between neurons. Boring. Dopamine plays an in- integral role in the reward system, a group of brain processes that control motivation, desire, and cravings. Hot. Dopamine levels also influence mood, sleep, learning, movement. Oh, okay, fine. What is serotonin? Serotonin is involved in regulating, again, sleep, mood. It's the same shit. This is insane. They're the same thing. Yeah, why do they have different names? Hey, hey, hey. We've got hello and hi. They serve different purposes. I guess that's true. Let the scientists which one have is the hello fun. and which one is the hi? <laughs> one is the cheers, one is the best. The best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Different scientists just sort of use them depending on like what they imply socially for them. Do you think dopamine or serotonin is like the more neoliberal or the more socialist? <laughs> oh my god. I feel like dopamine is neolib. I agree. Yeah, Wait, well, because serotonin's having a big internet moment. Like, yeah. serotonin's like But the then that's thing. neolib. Well, or is it, like, socialist? It's, like, very Twitter, you know what I mean? I guess that's true. Maybe it's champagne socialist. Mm. Neither mm-hmm. of them are really, like, have committed to a political ideology. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on it. Wait, so, Brian, you were saying it threw you off when we were talking about serotonin. Yeah, I did have to Google it, and I was I didn't want to be too loud on my keyboard, so I was, like, trying to, like, quietly type. Oh, okay, this <clears> is crazy, because now we're being pothole. It's, like, it goes back to pothole girl, because, like, now I see where <laughs> you were coming from. I You never know what someone's going through. We had no idea. When we were doing our intro, you seemed so comfortable, and, and, you know, you were doing fine. Little did we know, you were the entire time looking up every single word we were saying. <laughs> I was truly, I was like, what are these words? I know they have something to do with, like, (laughs) the internet, but how do they tie in exactly? Wow. Yeah. But other than that, I think the podcast is going great. You guys have amazing microphones. Oh, are you self-conscious about your microphone thing? Oh, no. Not at all. I'm here representing the underdogs for, like, us people who, like, you know, got... (laughs) have microphones that we got at target Mm, the merch girls yes the merch girls well you know i would like to point out you know we wouldn't have these microphones unless we literally had to because we do this uh more than once so sam sam's literally has like a like a a light his has a light on his and if he like moves to the right it's like he's at the club oh that's right it does have a light that is that is um that is purple blue one would say yeah in my defense, mine also has a light, but it's in the other direction, so you can't see it. <laughs> and it's red. For communism. <laughs> well, Brian, you don't need to be self-conscious about not having a mic. Our fans are so forgiving of bad audio quality because they have to be. Because we yeah. often put out um, horrific audio quality. Also, some of our best episodes are the ones with bad audio quality. Oh, cool. And I'm not mentioning... Any name. And Even I was the about name to. Nori Reed. <laughs> and some of the worst I'm not, episodes. I would have... never mention the name Nori Reed when talking about really good episodes with bad audio quality. <laughs> that would not ever cross my mind. 
Nori like, Reed um, yeah. is cool. T. <laughs> I'm like, Brian, are you Googling words right now? Brian's Googling Nori <laughs> Brian's I'm like, Googling oh, fuck, not this Nori. again. So what I'm getting, Brian, is like, we thought everything was going fine, but like, you were insecure about not having a mic, and you were trying to catch up with all the scientific terms you were using in our intro. And then that means you immediately start out at a disadvantage, both emotionally wrecked <laughs> and, and intellectually also- depleted. <laughs> And I forget that, like, what it's like to do, like, Zoom. Yeah. You know? For, like, so long. Okay, well, it's, it's only been, like, long. around 30 or 40 minutes. <laughs> I think this is, like, pretty standard. I'm used to, like, a Zoom, like a, like a 10, 15-minute Zoom. Maybe even 20, but... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry this is taking so long. Yeah, sorry to inconvenience you with our fucking podcast. But isn't it also crazy that we used to do these in person? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> Maybe the whole world changed. I don't know. Unbelievable. <laughs> Brian, sorry it's not 2052 so you can be the last person to get COVID, but right now we are still in the thick of a global pandemic. I feel so like that I was where I apologize if this Zoom is not entertaining enough for you. I feel like that little riff was where I was where I peaked in the yeah. podcast. Oh, well, and okay. you know what? Let's ride that to let's ride that wave, baby. What okay. is right is the topic? We need to go, go, go. Break is okay. over. Topic now. My topic is cast iron skillet. Brilliant, brilliant, genius. Thank you. Um. So, what <laughs> led you to this as the topic? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Slash what I was makes it straight. I was washing a cast iron skillet today. Hopefully not. And so. yeah, I used a sponge. But not soap. But not soap. I used a little bit of soap. Brian. Because the sponge was already soapy. Brian. Brian. Okay, why do you guys feel so strongly about this? Because it's... That's that's literally the whole thing about cast iron. (laughs) The whole thing, but also, I don't like when people, like, it's like, it doesn't have feelings, you know? It's like, it's like when, it's like in high school, it's like, I went to an all-boys high school, and, like, they would just, like... Um, and they would love to get upset about everything. And I'm just okay. like, this is to just like get upset about something that doesn't affect like anything is like so Brian, annoying. You sound like a teen. <laughs> yeah. But, but I do, I, I like, I do see what you're saying. And I think, in fact, like getting upset, what we just did, getting upset about using soap on a cast iron is such a straight thing. It's yes. like it like getting upset about these little like me me. Th- it's like I'm trying to think of like another example. It's like it's like I'm not like it's not like I'm abusing an animal. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yes, it's like because it's a way to avoid larger questions in life by focusing by being like the worst thing you could possibly imagine is putting soap on a cast iron skillet. I completely yeah. disagree. I have Whoa. to disagree. Uh, this, we're not worried about the pan, Brian. We're worried about you and your well-being. We're hearing you wash your cast iron pan with soap, and we're saying, Brian, you deserve better. Treat yourself Wait, with love. Is Treat- it bad, though? Does it affect, like, my food in a way? Yeah, like, at least <laughs> taste-wise. <laughs> like, you don't need to do it, and so don't do it. And it, it's like... It, it, I think some of the soap like does stick around. Yeah. Like that's Wait, what, I feel like that's like almost good in this COVID era. Brian, we know where COVID comes from. It's not Brian, COVID <laughs> is not gonna come from your cast iron. Brian, at this rate you're never gonna be the last case. You don't even know where it damn comes from. 
Um, okay, now I'm like, here, here's what the, I, I feel like I did just now when I was looking up dopamine and serotonin. I'm like, Sam, if someone asked you why can't you use soap on a cast iron skillet, would you know the answer? No. Me neither. But and did you look it up? No. Well, I tried, but like I couldn't. Okay. Actually, I have a little gripe <laughs> to pick. Okay. Or that's not an expression, but you get it. Do you want to know what my gripe is? Yeah. Don't you think we should evolve? We should have. The internet should have evolved in a way where if I look up a, a question like, why can't you use soap on a cast iron? It should immediately give me a one sentence answer. Okay. I have a one sentence answer. Uh, fine. I have exactly what, what you wanted. Soap is designed to remove oil. Therefore, soap will damage your seasoning. This is what gives well-seasoned cast irons its non-stick properties. And as the material is no longer actually in oil, the surfing tints in dish soap should not affect it. Go ahead and... What? Okay. <laughs> so it's saying basically like... Because you have to season it even before you use it in theory, right? You have to like right, oil right, it right. up and like keep it oiled it's because of what it is. So when you soap it, it like ruins it so here's the thing it, it i ruins do the seasoning yeah once i'm done cleaning it i do like re-oil it though so it's like oiled again okay well some of us have jobs ryan <laughs> <laughs> but it's like <laughs> okay i do i i, I want that's actually I almost, why i called in sick i almost want to like go fired. past the like specific scientific factors of this and talk about like the rhetoric of oiling cast irons (laughs) because i feel like that's really what this topic is about it's like drawing these hard lines about things that uh, that as brian said like aren't that big of a deal i feel like it's like it's also just like this is what they used on like the oregon trail and stuff and i think it's like it's kind of one of those things where it's like um, I don't know, like, what are, like, home remedies or something that, like, cure? Like, using vinegar as to clean. Yeah. Like, ginger to cure your stomach or something. Yeah, putting yeah, garlic like up if your you, nose. Yeah, like, if you put, like, pepper under your pillow, it'll, like, cure shingles or something like that. Oh. oh. Like, that's kind of, <laughs> that's, it's like that, but it's, like, cast iron. Wait, so, like, you think it's an old wise You think it's a tale. myth. I think it's a myth, essentially, made up by people, like, who, like, survived the Oregon Trail. And they're just like, yeah, I survived because, like, I, you know, I didn't sleep and I never used soap on my cast iron skillet. And then it just got passed down and passed down. You're saying, you're, you're like, against, um, (laughs) you know. Brian, this is insane. (laughs) Against passing down knowledge from generation to generation. Yeah, I'm anti-knowledge. Anti-knowledge. And anti-family? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Except you want kids when you're divorced. (laughs) Yeah, but he won't ever clean the cast iron. But I won't love them or support them. Yeah. Well, that's how you build character. (laughs) I'm actually going to make my kids eat soap. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, wait. Sam, can I... I have something to I have something to point out. I, it's so funny to see you, you're reacting really strongly to to this in a way that like if anything your reputation is like very loosey goosey with things like soap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that I'm worried about the, the, like the cleanliness. It's just like there's some things where it's like this is the rule. This is the one rule. Like so much of life is like <laughs> confusing, and it's like yeah. you just know you don't wash the it's like it's you're more, afraid of what kind of worlds would open up if you 
you know, decided that this one rule isn't the end all be all. It's also like when there's such a simple, I honestly think like when there's a simple fix to like a more pleasant life, it's like, I will Mm. do that. Um, Right. And so for me, I am sort of like, it's, I am like, Brian, just, just stop. Just stop. (laughs) Your life could just be better. You're, you're going out of your way to make your life more annoying. And then Brian, you know what also was a rule? You know what? Do you know what was a rule at one point in time? (laughs) What, Brian? <laughs> um, <laughs> being gay was against the <laughs> was a was a rule. Women used to not that. be able to vote. <laughs> so you're saying, Sam, if somebody was like, "Hey, women can't vote," you're like, "Yeah, let's not change it." Rules are made to be listened to, to abided by. Oh my god! Well, this is my impression of Sam when someone <laughs> suggested women should vote in the, um, you know, during the suffragette years. This is Sam listening to a suffragette. That's that's just not how it's done. <laughs> no, you guys are absolutely insane. If there's a simple answer, what is it? <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, but Brian, why do you? I want to know more about like your. Um, like why this is such a big topic in your imagination because i recently purchased one in this pandemic because i was like everyone's getting into cooking i hate cooking i really could just like not ever cook ever but i got a cast iron skillet because i'm like i guess i need to start cooking and i didn't want to like <laughs> get a non-cast iron skillet because i'm like if i'm gonna cook i want to like go like a little bit hardcore totally and then i like looked up how to like clean it and it's like you're supposed to like use salt and like use that to like exfoliate the cast iron skillet or whatever and i did try that after making chicken and it took like 20 minutes to like get all the bits and pieces of chicken off and i'm like i'm never doing this again i'm just gonna use a sponge but to me, <laughs> like, you, can, then, you can just then, soak it for a little bit, like soak it for a little bit. Then you use like steel wool to rub it yeah, to, oh, to get all the to use steel wool at all. Yeah, you yeah, can you use it. Yeah, you are. I have a little metal thing. It's not, I don't yeah, have yeah. steel wool, but I have a, what, like chain mail yeah, square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a rough, a rough sponge. Wait, how sponge. is that better than a sponge? Because though? it's not about the sponge material. It's not about the sponge. <laughs> It's about the soap. I'm, I've never. It been feels so... like a, It feels Brian, like okay, Brian. I've never yelled at a girl like this. I've I never, never yelled, yelled at a girl, girl like this. <laughs> okay, I feel like this. Here's my um my main concern. I would never use steel wool on a cast iron because even though I know that cast irons don't have feelings, I know that like when you use it's like iron to iron, it's like metal to metal. It like creates little like small micro like cuts. In the thing, and it's like that's where bacteria hides. Oh my it's god, those small little things. Brian, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> I really was trying so hard to be on your side. I feel you came on this podcast today to upset us. So, <laughs> here's, will, here's you know what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what no. do you want to do? What? I want to take my cast iron skillet. Uh oh. Performance Uh-oh. art style. And just like douse it with soap. <gasps> now you're just trying to hurt Sam. I'll do this at the bell uh, the bell house. I mean, so, to be completely honest, that would be iconic. Well, that would you're be very like, funny. I think for Bri- I, I I like latching onto a taboo, Brian, and making that your whole thing. It's very <laughs> like that's what Madonna's like with the Catholic Church. It's like yeah, 
she'll be 95 years old and she'll, she'll still kind of like, you know, p- post a photo where she's the Virgin Mary, but she's like slapping someone's ass. Yeah, I'll do that, but for cast iron. Yeah, and it's actually if you combine, and, and then when you end up being the last person to get COVID, it'll be like cast iron performance artist and queer comedian Brian Bahi. <laughs> Divorced child of, or parent of two. Um, uh, oh, God. <sighs> do you feel like you've been, you've seen this reaction before where you try to be like, who cares about putting soap on cast iron? And then people immediately yell at you and are like, <laughs> shocked at what you're saying now here's the thing the second somebody brings up cast iron like in a conversation i leave i like i'm like this person is they're bad they're not good and i definitely like just leave the um conversation entirely and yet you (laughs) brought it as your chosen topic for this recorded podcast yeah because i feel like no one can really you know educate me on this I see. In, well in this well, podcast yeah. well, at least well no one can educate you on it because you refuse to learn <laughs> I, yeah I, just, I do think sam tried <laughs> it's like but it's also it's like why are we like this isn't something that needs to be learned like Brian, i should be able to do what i want with my cast iron skill Brian, it's a it's a metaphor for the rest of your life you know? <laughs> yeah it's weird that this is where you're like you know, focusing your right to freedom. Like, yeah, it's it, very, it's like, very conservative. So many, it's very conservative. Like picking one thing. It's very, it's like you're anti-vax. Like, yeah. it's like, I did one feel thing. anti-vax when I was talking, when I was like a little bit went off about it. I was like, whoa, this is, this must be what it feels like to be anti-vax. Right. right. And well, in a way, yeah, I get why they do it. You get why people are anti-vax. Well, I you get why love triggering the libs. <laughs> yeah. I felt weird saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, I do want to say, just to vaguely point to what our podcast is even slightly about, um, to your point about uh, it being straight, I think when you mentioned you got a cast iron because you wanted something a little more hardcore, that is what <laughs> makes a cast iron straight in my mind, is that it like implies a more like intense form of cooking when it's actually like just a different thing. Well, and much like masculinity, it it has a rough exterior, but then it needs more care than any of the other skillets. And it's better with a little musk. True. (laughs) Brian, any final remarks before we scream at your face? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I regret it. I regret purchasing a cast iron skillet. Do you? But it's with me. Have you made? But it's with me forever. No. But is because that because I can't cook? Because you can't cook. Okay, fine. So I refuse to learn. When you imagine, like, when you imagine uh, an ideal, like a life where you are so effortlessly using your cast iron, what do you imagine making? Um. Hold on. Sorry, I'm thinking, and also plugging in my <laughs> charger. Um, you never know what someone is going through. You know. <laughs> to, wow. To, <laughs> I can't believe this entire time your computer was running out of juice, and we were completely oblivious to that. We were so oblivious, and that explains the sort of uh, scarcity <laughs> that, that Brian was working with. You could feel sort of a... And you could feel a defensiveness, because yeah. he was like, okay, my computer is literally at 0.5%, and now you're also yelling at me about cast irons? Like, Yeah. 
he wasn't e- actually ever talking about the cast iron. The cast iron was a symbol for his computer dying. It was never about the cast iron. And then we should have seen that. We should have seen it. It's interesting because in the beginning we were so in sync with our couples therapy talk. Yeah. And then <laughs> we got so full of ourselves because we realized how revolutionary we were being in our theories that we forgot to show empathy to our one and only guest. <laughs> uh, so, Brian, you were saying? Okay, so I did listen to Anthony Bourdain's audiobook uh-huh. back in, like, February, shortly after I purchased this cast iron skillet that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, in Anthony Bourdain's audiobook, he does say that if you really want to cook, <laughs> your pan should be so strong you can bonk somebody over the head with it. And I think I really took that to heart. That's really all I remember about his book. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Can I ask a clarifying question? Like, yeah. to me... You can bonk someone on the head with any pan. And thank you so much for saying that, because that was absolutely my response as well. And in fact, I was going to say, cast iron is actually a little too heavy. It's kind of, you don't have much swingability. Yeah, I'd rather give me like a kind of an, you know, a stainless steel nonstick, or even not nonstick, just a stainless steel pan. I'm thinking but, all clad. But if you had to bonk somebody, life or death situation, would you rather have a cast iron or a fucking tea? I mean, I guess you could kill someone easier with a cast iron in my mind but i think that's what bourdain was getting at but if you have to think about in battle brian like if they're coming at you with hoops maybe a cutting board i think you're still gonna lose because while they you yours might be heavier theirs would be sort of swifter do you know what would not help is having a soapy cast iron (laughs) that wouldn't help at all that wouldn't help at all why, it would actually slippery? just slide right off. Yeah, it'd be so slippery. Yeah. It would slide off your hands and off the other person's head. It would barely make an impact. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. Reg- yeah, I regret every decision I've made since um, purchasing that cast iron. Skillet. You know what I'm hearing is like I feel like you don't care about cooking, and so you don't respect any of the implements. Like that's what is that's what this is coming down to, right? Wow. Yeah, a little bit. Oh my god, we had a re- I do. we had like a breakthrough. Yeah. Not a breakthrough case yet. <laughs> but I do feel like that's a breakthrough. Like that's why it's so uh annoying to you when people talk down to you about cast irons because you're like literally it doesn't matter and I don't care. Okay, here's my relationship with the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was never fun to be in. I fully It was so chaotic. Like so many things were happening. I was like this isn't a fun place for me. Are you from a big family? Yes and no. Is so I have medium sized or <laughs> So I have my like nuclear family is small. It's like my parents and my sister. Mm-hmm. But then like my what's the opposite of nuclear? Like extended. Extended? Yeah. So that's like countless. I see. Okay. When you imagine the kitchen, it's chaotic because there are too many people in it. Yeah. There's oh. like dips flying. Mm-hmm. Dips. Yeah. Okay, that sounds Everyone's good. Like, that sounds delicious. delicious. Yeah, I'm really hungry. <laughs> twenty. Imagine twenty dips, though, and you can't Once even again, taste I, it because you're. That. I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm putting the chip up in the air. But you, <laughs> but you can't. You don't have time to taste it because you're constantly passing them. <laughs> Brian, if I'm getting anything from you, the kitchen has always been sort of a fight zone. A it's... fight, food fight. <laughs> It's yeah, what? but I've never been able to be in a food fight. I would love it's to so, be in a food it's, fight. It, it, That's my I dream. Really, the violent imagery, <laughs> I mean, first you're choosing which pan to get based on which one can kill someone. Then you're associating the kitchen with a mass free-for-all 
fight. Yeah. Dips. Projectile I, I almost, dips. I want to find, I think what we need is like to find a peaceful way, like a way for the kitchen to be a safe space. Yeah. Turn the kitchen into a couch. Maybe you should get really into grilling outdoors. Huh. Mm. That way it's food, but it's not in the kitchen. Or you what if vegetables. you really committed to caring for your cast iron, and then that is a way for you to like re um, reimagine the kitchen as a as a place of uh, serenity. Nurture. You know, like okay. it, you know, suddenly okay. there's a there's a there's an intimate relationship. There's care. There's safety. There's love. Should I name it? I was going to suggest that. Okay. What would you name your cast iron if you could? Dolby. Dolby. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Are you looking at a speaker currently? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are, huh? No, I'm not. I swear I'm not. (laughs) Dolby, you know, Dolby could be in the same family as NASDAQ and Dow Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Would you guys name your cast irons? Well, first of all, do you guys have cast irons? Yes. Yeah. Is my first question. I do. My cast iron, I, I there was an issue where I tried to get the like brand that is recommended, and then literally like somehow pressed the wrong button and got a worse brand. So I feel first frustrated with it because it's not as good as I wanted, but also protective of it because I feel like I have to take even better care of it. So that's my story, Sam. Um, my story, I just want to say, Brian, you know, we're not so uh, different, you and I. I hate the kitchen. I do not enjoy cooking one bit. But, you know, there are some little, little things you can do to make it just a, a like, once I, like, took literally half a second to be like, that knife is bad for cutting a tomato. It's like, yeah, that actually makes every single day better. And I was being a dumb bitch by fighting it. Uh, so... You know, in learning how to clean the cast iron skillet, I feel empowered. I feel joy. I still don't like cooking, but at least I'm like not fucking up constantly. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your cast iron's name, everybody? Sam. Um. No, actually, actually, uh, mine is named Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Wow. No, I just, I actually was I That's actually was crazy, inviting you because mine is named George. <laughs> That's insane. I was actually inviting you to go first, and then when I said it, I, it sounded right. I was like, oh yeah, it'll it'll. Wait, maybe this is why you guys care about your cast iron so much because it's kind of like similar names to people in your life who you oh, actually wow. do. Yeah, care they're about. really similar to our names. That's do so you know, crazy. Do you want to know something, Sam? Yeah. You know how we struggle with like being earnest and expressing, you know, loving feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel like because we care about each other so much, but don't want to say that outright, we've each extended that love to our cast iron that we've <laughs> named after our co-host. And one of the reasons why we're reacting so violently <laughs> to Brian is because it's almost like he's offending each one of us to the mm. other. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Yeah, I'm like me not respecting my cast iron is like me just like spitting on your guys' face. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas for you, it's just an object. Right. With not positive associations. I mean, you associate it with food fights and murder. <laughs> <laughs> and dips. Well, the dips are part of the food fight. But... The dips. Oh. I, I, sorry, I just, I feel like dips are such a nice food. Like, I, when I think of bad, like, when I think of foods that are difficult, I don't think of dips. They're difficult, George. They're difficult. And that's okay, fine. Okay, okay. 
Okay. I okay. clearly have struck a nerve. I, I... This... this is... Um, this is the last thing I'll say. Okay. Um, I am a little bit worried about becoming you guys, though. Like, what if, like, somebody... <laughs> what if somebody, wow. like, brings up cast iron, they're like, yeah, I don't give a shit about my pan, and I lose my shit, you know? I, like... I'm in a restaurant, it's, like, fine dining, there's a lot of, like, nice dinnerware on the table, I, like, shove it all off, and I just go off on this person. Mm -hmm. But, Brian, I think if you went off on that person, it, yes, might be painful and difficult at the moment, but you could be helping that person. You could be saving their life. Exactly. So I hope that one day you become us, because what we are is helpful. What we are (laughs) is community builders. What we are is lovers we are lovers <laughs> so maybe uh think about that okay i i um <laughs> it's interesting because <laughs> because i'm now like i think you are actually satisfied with your relationship with your cast iron and i no longer feel the need to change you you know what you sound like <laughs> you sound like my therapist my ex-therapist who she <laughs> I, I saw her approximately six times mm-hmm. and then the pandemic happened sure. we did one phone session and then i emailed her and i was like you know what this isn't really working for me and even when Thanks, we like Brian. were <laughs> even when we were in person i'm like i didn't feel like i was like learning or growing or that like you were facilitating anything totally. i didn't say all that but like that's that was kind of the subtext and then she emails me. She's like, well, I don't think you are open to learning and growing. And she's like, she sent me a link to an article that was like, here's how you be a better, like, patient or whatever. Oh, my <laughs> God. I hate her. This, yeah, no but... wonder you can't have a healthy relationship to your cast iron skillet. <laughs> I know. Jesus. Um, but that's what you reminded me of, George. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> I will that's... say, this is, like, a very interesting episode if we can... Um zoom out for a moment I, it feels um much more confrontational than i was expecting and even with all the conflict i don't feel a resolution coming and i keep waiting for one and and yeah <laughs> and it, well i kind of like that brian is holding his ground i guess i do or i don't <laughs> like it but i respect it i mean, I mean what I'm, resolution could there be like me being like okay i'll treat my cast iron with respect i think i was there i I was there i'm willing to name it (laughs) dolby okay goldie okay let's stay there dolby 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 you know what brian as with any session i feel like it's important to reach like one to have like one actionable item and your actionable item is naming your cast iron you did it its name is dolby and, mm-hmm. you know, next time you come on the pod, we can keep working on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you next week. Sam, um, who do you think? Am I being confrontational? No. Okay. I No, it, I'm more like, it's it's just funny. I'm like, okay, wait. I'm like, guys, be nice now. Okay, be nice now. <laughs> okay, are we not being nice? No. Brian, are you mad at us? Wait, that's not our segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Literally sorry a different podcast. Pat. Sorry, but sorry, that Catherine being said, uh, not... But the answer bit. is always yes. <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Well, um, you're blacklisted, <laughs> so uh, I hope you had fun today. It uh, is... Wait, do you know how we were like... I was like, every time I enter a room with Brian, I feel safe. I can look at him from across the room, kind <laughs> eyes, great smile. 
I'm like, I do feel an animosity that I haven't really. <laughs> yeah, past. I have to agree. This is crazy. You guys are so two of my closest friends. Yeah, yeah. And oh. yet, so, for whatever reason, the cast iron controversy is what will tear us all apart. <laughs> Um, I think there's nothing to do but our final segment. I kind of agree, as insane as that may sound. I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh my god, don't say I'm fine with that. Like, <laughs> I think it's Brian. I think Brian's being mean. <laughs> Sam? He's literally... <laughs> we're, we're Sam, what? what the fuck? That's so... <laughs> Sam, I'm Brian, never running into you. At the you know, again. Brian, this is the first time Brian has ever been open and vulnerable about his cast iron, you know, psychosis. Sure. And so we have to be respectful. No, you're totally right. I, Sam, was... is, Sam is diagnosing you with hysteria because you, because you don't, <laughs> because you use soap on your skillet rather than trying to figure out what the root cause of it is. I'm the, I'm the Tom Hanks of um, cast iron psychosis. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Totally. That's good. Okay. Okay. Brian, well. our final segment. And I, I'm, pre- you know, I like that we're ending on a, on, a, <laughs> on a tension. Like, I feel like this is real. Like, if people, if the listeners can't handle this and they want a, a clean resolution with a bow on it, maybe go listen to um, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah. Mm. Maybe watch Aladdin. Yeah, maybe watch Aladdin. Because this is real life. Yeah, this is Lilo and Stitch, but the middle part before the resolution. <laughs> this is Empire Strikes Back. That's right. Okay, our final segment <laughs> is called um, Shout Outs. And in this segment, we give radio-style, TRL-style shout outs to things we want to just give a little love and support to. And in fact, you know, I, I'll go first. Okay. Um, what's up, freaks and losers, and also listeners who aren't freaks and losers? I want to give a quick shout out to hand sanitizer. That's right. You had such a moment. You were the bell of the ball. You you were the fix to everything. Everyone loved you. People said hand sanitizer. She's the new girl. She's gonna be the best actress, nominee and winner for the next five years running. Cut to two years later. It's unclear what the science is. The disease is airborne. You know, people just wash their hands instead of using hand sanitizer. Um, Sometimes it makes your hands dry. You know, people are not as into you as they used to be. You are, let's face it, not to resort to a cliche, but you are kind of going through your flop era. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say hand sanitizer. I still, you know, I'll still occasionally check in on your work. I still support you. And I think if you just hold out, you will come back to style. I don't think we've seen the last of you yet. (laughs) And I just want to say, like, just hang in there. Maybe, you know, take a break, regroup, read some scripts, get new management. And then maybe next year, you know, you never know. We might have another pandemic. Woo! Um, okay, I will go. What's up, freaks and losers out there? I just want to give a huge little shout out to watching movies on a plane. I would rather watch a movie on a plane than in a damn movie theater if I had the choice. Whenever I'm watching a movie on a plane, I'm completely focused, I am locked in, and I am happy. I saw films like Another Round. I would never watch that in my own home, and I loved it. I I was trying to talk to people about it, but no one else watched it on the plane. But it was really, really good. George has seen it. I literally watched it on a plane. Woo! 
I literally watched another round on a plane, and oh. I completely agree. It's meant to be watched on a plane, even though it's amazing. not a plane movie. Like, no, it, people think a plane movie. Oh, it's like you know, you watch like Bridget Jones's Diary because it's like whatever, like not a not a rigorous exploration of grief. But guess what? You can watch a rigorous exploration of grief on a plane. And you're gonna fucking like it, you dumb bitch. Next time you find yourself on a plane, specifically a Delta flight, watch another round. Woo! Woo! God, that's I can't believe we both watched another round on a plane. Great. I movie. love that. That was it's so really good. good. I and love can, that movie. I I'll say some I'll say one more thing, and I know we have to go. Last night, I watched a very like prestige drama at home. I was so distracted throughout and on my phone, I it didn't connect with me. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I it. can't even, I'm afraid to even say what the movie was because it's a movie that's considered so good that people will be like, oh, you're stupid, you didn't get it. But let's just say it was a Best Picture nominee in the 90s. And let's just say actresses are in it. Mm. Could be one of three movies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the second one you're thinking of. <laughs> but I, it really, I was like, my ear, my face was bone dry, not a tear in the room. Hmm. Despite... I mean, truly some incredible performances, writing, directing, really a, a, a great job uh, overall, but I wasn't on a plane. Well, we should when get a plane Baltimore. just to give us the illusion of flying and watch movies there. I would love Ugh, that. I would love that. Um, okay, Brian, whenever you are ready. Okay, uh, what's up, my little freaks and losers? <laughs> I want to give a shout out to... <laughs> Dutch ovening, like that. You can really only do it in a certain type of weather, and we are in the midst of that weather right now. You're like finally able to get under blankets again and like be warm and secure under like a thick blanket, uh, which is prime environment for you know your farts and then sometimes you don't even want to dutch oven yourself it just kind of happens and then that's like that's how you know you're really like in the midst of like fall autumn it's like when you're like getting those like gusty vibes like that like that gust of like yourself your insides i guess like all the way up to your face I don't know. Um, Wait, Dutch so shout opening. out to that. Woo! <laughs> you know, I, okay, before you go, George, I want to say, when he started that, I was like, surely he doesn't mean the, like, childhood word Dutch oven, uh-huh. uh, where you fart under the covers. There's some sort of adult Dutch ovening uh, that is not that. <laughs> and then, even as you went, it was like, well, he's not saying fart. He's quite unclear. <laughs> I had the same journey. <laughs> and then it became very um, obvious that you were, in fact, talking about that Dutch opening. And, you know, not to be a complete bitch, but I can't help but feel that uh, it even is more of a symbol that you are actually, in fact, mad at us. <laughs> to, yeah, to recommend Dutch. I mean, it's very like Sinead O'Connor ripping the photo of the Pope at SNL. It's like it's like the last the last piece of. Um... Wait, I thought. <laughs> I thought I was clear. I am mad at both of you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, wow. Wow. Well, Brian, <laughs> thank you for doing the podcast. I hope we can be friends after this. Me too. I hope if we run into each other at the cock, you won't ignore me. Yeah, I'll like say hi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. Huh. Committing to the bit. Really committing to the bit. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Wow. Huh. It's been a while. 
since this has happened. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> I would say I'm surprised and confused, shocked, disappointed, mm-hmm. thrilled, thrilled, aroused. But, sure. <laughs> but you know, tomorrow morning I'm gonna wake up and do what I always do and head to the market and approach it with love. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you at the market. Okay, see you at the market. Well, thanks, Brian. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was a a huge pleasure. Thank you for everything you brought to the table. (laughs) Um, Bye? Bye? I don't know. (laughs)